0: The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. (coughs) بسخت <coughs> Betzah has been dedicated anonymously with for Israel of Meir ben Esther enarefenalo 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 btokh sha'ar kol ha'am Yisrael amen amen, amen. 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 <coughs> baschet Betzah has been dedicated as well la'ilun shmat sarah bat mazal Hashem b'gan Eden. Amen. Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that B'azat Hashem he should be blessed with arichut yamim, health, osher ve osher ve and B'azat Hashem should be in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Today's Dap is being studied. Gaidu Nishmat Avraham Abraham Ben Esther. Today's daf is being studied. Amen. Today's daf is being studied, is being studied. Is being studied. Elna refanala. Yisrael. amen. We begin today's draft on Tetz Zayin Al-Mutbet, and we are 16 lines from the bottom. And the Gemara begins. Tanu Banan we learn the Rebaita. Yom Tov Shechaliyot Be'arab Shabbat. Let's say Yom Tov falls out on Friday. In Me'arevin, Lo erubet Techumin, Ve'lo Erube Haserot. One is not allowed to make on Yom Tov, not an ayruv tehumin. What is ayruv tehumin? So we let in Masachet Arubin that if a person wants to extend the area where he's allowed to walk, generally a person is allowed to walk 2,000 amot in each direction from where he is. However, if a person sets an ayruv, for example, if he, let's say he sets the ayruv 1,000 amot to the east of where he is, So now he's allowed to walk 2,000 amot from the Eruv. So now he's able to walk, let's say, to the east, 3,000. Now, of course, that will diminish what he's able to walk to the west. So the Gemara says that on Erev Shabbat, uh, which is Yom Tov, one is not allowed to establish Eruv Tehomin. Eruv Haserot was people used to live in a courtyard and there was houses. Hachemin forbade to carry from the houses to the courtyard unless you make an Eruv. So the of the Braita is that it is asur to make an Eruv Tehumin and an Eruv Chaserot uh, on Yom Tov. Rabbi Omer, ma'arevin Erube Chaserot. Rabbi says you can make the Erube Chaserot, Ava lo Tehumin, but not Erube Tehumin. Which means like this. The laws of Eruf Tehumin apply not only on Shabbat, but on Yom Tov as well. And therefore, we're not going to let him establish Eruf Tehumin on Yom Tov, which on the day itself, going out of the Tehum is Asur. However, we will let him establish Eruvei chaserot on Yom Tov, because carrying from the bayit rechaser on Yom Tov is mutar. So let's read that inside again. V'penei she'ata osro bedavar ha'asur lo. You are going to keep him forbidden to something that's asur, meaning Eruvei tochomil is asur. That's why it's going to be asur on Yom Tov. ata osro bedavar ha'mutar lo. However, when it comes to Eruvei Chaserot, we're not going to osay him on something that is permissible on that day. As she says, the iata not in to forbid him to establish something We're not going to forbid him to establish something for tomorrow. We're not going to forbid him to establish something for tomorrow. Kabbalah Gemaran says, Itmar, we have a statement. Rab amad halakha ketanakama. Rab said halakha follows tanakamah, meaning it's asur to do as well as asurveh well hasirot. Shmuel Amar halakha ketanakamah. Shmuel said halakha follows rebih when he says does he mean Is he lenient or is it the So what do you mean? Peshita de Of course it's the kula being lenient. Because Rabbi was the one that was lenient to establish Rubiha Sir. So Gimbal says, What was what's the question? Of course it's the so, no, Mishum Rabir Allah sent from Erich Yisrael to Babel and he said, Lo Atim mm-hmm. we learn different than you. The way you learned in Babel, Rabbi Matir Bakim Muslim. You learn in Babel Rabbi was Matir and Akhim Oslim. Ela we have a different version. We say the Bible Sir Matirim. So now the question is my when Shimbuel Sir was he going according to the version of Babel, which is the Kula, or the version of Erish Yisrael, which was the Humrah. There was a story of a rabbi called Bar He followed Alakah according to Shemu'el. That was the The Amar said, Tehila De Surba says the first ruling of this rabbi of Raftahlifa was Lekilkul. Which means it brought harm. So now the Gemara was. If you're going to say that Shemuel was being posek like the B, to say that Erube HaTzerot is mutar to set up on Yom Tov for Shabbat. Now we know why Dab said that this halakha is going to bring harm, because really it's Asur. And the rabbi that was posek, that said it's mutar, he brought it kilkul, he brought harm, because the halakha is not like that. So that's a proof that. Shimuel was going, lekuda ela yamad lechumra. But if you're going to say that Shmuel was posek like the belechumra, my kalkuda, ika. What type of kalkuda is that? If the chazan was posek like Shmuel, he's being machmir. What kind of harm can come out of that? The mezkerah, the ba rabin. Of he's going to cause harm to the public. How is he going to do that? So that she says she shochino metaltedim belo ayru. Because really, we could say that uh, him being forsake the Chumrah and saying that one is not allowed to establish the Eruv on Yom Tov for Shabbat and therefore the Eruv is not going to be established. People are going to forget and are going to carry without an Eruv. So therefore it can really mean the Chumrah and that's why that said a Kilkulah is going to come out because since you're not going to make the Eruv so the people are going to forget and carry. Hainu Kilkulah that is going to be the Kilkud. Which means if it was permissible to make the Rufa Mitmol, it's, it's really permissible to make the a Mitmol from yesterday. And he was also said, that's the Amar Amadaba, Amad Fizda, Amar Funa, Halakha, Kiribri, Vele Esor. Halakha follows the B, and Le Esor, meaning it is indeed going to be Asur, Ben, to establish Ruveh Tehumin, Ben, to establish Ruveh. Instead of praying the normal seven berachot of the three berachot vishonot, the three berachot acharonot, and the little beracha which is the Kaddish Shabbat, on Yom Tov shahaliot b'shabbat, one adds an additional beracha. Therefore, there's eight berachot devo mer shel shabbat b'pn ha'atzma v'shel yom to b'pn ha'atzma ani make a special beracha mitkadesh shel shabbat separately and a special beracha mitkadesh et yesodei hazmanim separately bitad'el umrim et paler shabbat no you pray the regular seven berachot but hir de shabbat and the seventh beracha you start off mentioning shabbat and you say yem shel shabbat and you close with shabbat de omed k'mchat hayom l'emsa in the middle of that beracha you say like that she says other fourth line, but it is not who Hashem menuchenu et yom emenucha zei bet yom had peloni zei. Which you mentioned the Shabbat and Yom Tov in the middle of the beracha. Rabbi Yomar ab chotemba. he says no. He even conclude the Berachah by saying the mekadesh Shabbat Yisrael. There has the banim. Tani tana kamed the Rabinah. There was a tana tanaic statement that was said in front of the Rabinah mekadesh Yisrael. There has Shabbat. There the banim. The Tahatima is. Mekadesh Yisrael de Hashabbat asimanim. Amen. So Rabinah says, "Atu Shabbat Yisrael vekedusha le." How could you say "Mekadesh Yisrael de Hashabbat" implies that Yisrael is mekadesh the Shabbat? Is Yisrael mekadesh the Shabbat? The v'kayma. Shabbat is automatically once the seventh day of the week comes. It's Shabbat. You don't need Bnei Yisrael to mekadesh the Shabbat. While you need them to make the Zimanim because the holidays are based on the Shodish. And who establishes the Shodish? So therefore, Ravina questioned the Braita when it said, Mikadesh Shabbat. Or when the Braita said, Mikadesh, which is Mashmah, Yisrael Mekadesh Shabbat. That's not so. So he says, Ela you have to say it differently. Mikadesh Shabbat. God is Mekadesh the Shabbat. Yisrael <laughs> Razimani Yisrael la Mikadesh Di Zemanim Amar of Yosef Hadaha ki Rabbi. Hadaha follows Rabbi that Hatimah, you mentioned Mikadesh Shabbat Israel Ukhtitarian according to the amendment of Rabinah, the way he answered up the Draita that you're supposed to say Mikadesh <laughs> Shabbat and then Yisrael the Zimanim Tara Rabbanam. Shabbat Sheha Liyot Merosh Chodesh. Let's <laughs> say Shabbat falls out in those three the of You say the regular seven and you say a mentioning of either Rosh Chodesh or in the which is the berachah we should mean like we say Yaalev v'yavo v'im lo and if you did not say he says, no, you insert the mentioning of Rosh Chodesh uh, in the Barakha of Mudim. Like we would do when we say al on Hanukkah of Purim, so that's where you would add the Ya'alev Yavok. And when it comes to Musaf, Matheel b'shel Shabbat, seventh Barakha, the middle Beracha. you stop oh, mentioning Shabbat, you and you just make a mention of Kiddush the day in the middle of it. For example, you say Yom or Yom uh Hag the ban Those two rabbis Kol Makom the Any time you pray seven berachot. You start with Shabbat, you end with Shabbat, and you say the Kiddushat Hayom in the middle of the beracha, which means according to these two rabbis, you do not say Ya y'avu on Shabbat Nosh you just mention Nosh in the seventh beracha, for that matter of you don't say Ya'alev y'avu na'amida. you just insert it in the beracha. So the Buddha says that the Buddha does not follow that last pair, meaning those rabbis, uh and Rabbi Yishmael, that said you don't mention Yadav Eva, you do mention Ya and in the Amidah <coughs> that she says, So that we follow Tarakamah's opinion that you mention it in the Berachah <coughs> Vretzeh, like we do. <laughs> However, the does not follow that last Beraita when it said you don't in musaf with the Rosh Chodesh or the Cholam but in musaf as well. You start off with Shabbat, and at the end of the beracha, you say Baruch Shabbat, either Yisrael as Emanim or Slael Beracheh Chodeshim. Amar B'tsiya Beracheh, Amar Rabbanee Chadam Eruv Tehumin Yom Tov lechaberah umatne. A person is able to establish an Eruv Tehumin on the first day of Yom Tov for the second day of Yom Tov and make a condition. How would you do that? Let's see. In this let's say a person remembered on the first day of Yom Tov. The and let's say there's two the of Shabbat. Let's say it's Thursday, Friday. you can make the following condition: If my Hol, if today is Hol, tomorrow is Kodesh, Let my Eruv be established today. The im and if it's the opposite, which means if uh, today is uh, uh, if today is kodesh, any which means again, actually I read, I read it as she again. Uh, let's read again, uh, Rashi. That you are able to establish from one day to the next. So, the establishment would be as follows. Which means, if the first day is tov, so is established, on that day. If the second day is is uh, so then he'll establish it again on the second day. So now, his Eruv is established uh, conditionally, and now it'll be permissible to walk, let's say, on Shabbat. He could walk outside the tomb. So again, let's review how this would happen. The point is, he wants to establish an Eruv on the weekday, because he cannot establish Eruv Tehumin on so he says, if the first day is whole, I establish my eruv today. Then on the second day, he says, if today is whole, I establish my eruv today. So regardless, his eruv is now established, and now he's able to carry or walk, I should say, outside its home on Shabbat. So that is the first opinion. We will read the Rashi momentarily again. Again, Amar Adam Ravad says one is permissible to do the same type of Tanai regarding Eruf tashilin. For example, a person has two-day Yom Tov. So on the first day of Yom Tov he says, if today is Hol, so therefore I'm establishing my Eruf today. And then if uh, he makes the condition, he says and if uh, today is Kodesh and tomorrow is whole, so then tomorrow I don't need an Eruf to cook for Shabbat, because tomorrow is home. So by that condition he's able to establish an Eruf so the Gemara says, According to the opinion that says, you can establish korchikin the more so, he allows you, so allow you to establish But the opinion that says you can only establish erub tafsirim al no, What's the reason that the miknes shibita be shabeta lo dashi? When it says the miknes shibita be shabeta, not because shabeta nakam. When it says shibita be shabeta be shabeta, is referring to yom tov. It's yom tov kari shabeta. No, itiru lo lechnot shibita be yom tov ativu mesafek, which means when it comes to establishing eruf tehomim to establish your residence, they're not going to let you establish it. Yom Tov, even misafik, like in this case over here, when you want to establish it on both days, regarding, and you make it tonight, which day was called and which day is Kodesh. They're not going to allow you to do that. However, when it comes to aluftaf shilin, since it's going to allow you to cook for Shabbat, so therefore the rabbis were lenient. Like the she says, because of the kabbat Shabbat, they were matir. Now let's go back to the, that she right before again. In the eruvi Yom Let's say he remembered on Yom Tov diShon. Right? The halusheni yamim Yom Tovim hamishiv yarim Shabbat. The two days of Yom Tov Tzlam on Thursday and Friday. Umatne he says. If today is hol, umahar Kodesh eruvi eruv. The my eruv is established today. V'im haluf, and if it's the opposite, which means if tomorrow is hol, any sardik laariv le'tavshidin. I don't have to make. So the, the first part of that she was referring to, i Shirin. regarding, i regarding, we read i i a and it's to be established, be established, i it be established, I'm be established, i so what I did is, nothing. the next day Which means you do the same thing again. And with the same bread that you established, your residency the day before. Your Eruv is going to work. Which means, your Eruv will either work from yesterday, because it was whole, but if yesterday wasn't whole, you'll establish it again on the second day of Yom Tov, because if the second day is cold, so now your Eruv is established on that day. Whereas in Eruv Tavshirin, you can do all of it on the first day, make your tonight. When it comes to Eruv Ete you need to establish it on both days in the So again, the way Eruv Ete works, on the first day, you say, if today is cold, I'm establishing my Eruv Tavshirin today. And then the next day, you say, if today is hold, so then I'm establishing, and again, if yesterday was Chodesh, then I don't want my Eruv to be, uh, worth anything and then the next day you say the same tonight again so that is the way it is done Kanzi Gemaran continues Taner we have a b'raita well, one is not allowed to bake from one day of Yom Tov to the other <laughs> Means that she says, and or For example, what is it? forbidden to bake bread? From so one day we Yom Tov to the other, Bemeta Amru. It was said in the Hallel of Moshe Sinai, isha kola kedira basa." A lady would be allowed to fill the whole pot of meat, <laughs> even though she only needs one piece because it's not excessive to ha, because you're putting the same pot on the fire, so you can fill it up with as many pieces of meat you want, even though you're not going to need all of them on that day. Similarly, The baker is allowed to fill the entire barrel with water. Even though all he needs is one jug. Once again, the act of boiling is the same if he puts a little or he puts a lot. When it comes to baking, when it comes to baking, you can only bake what he needs. Because baking, each bread is exertion. You have to put it in the oven, you have to take it out of the oven. So therefore, it's separate. And therefore, when it comes to baking, you can only bake according to what you need. A lady can actually fill the entire oven on all its sides with bread. Because the bread gets baked better when the oven is filled. And therefore, it's beneficial for the bread that you're baking to bake it in a full oven. That she says, That's small ovens. They would Stick the bread to the sides. When the oven is full, you minimize the space inside. And therefore the heat is now more concentrated. It does not spread out. Therefore the bread is baked bread better. That it is indeed permissible to Bake a entire oven's worth of bread. Comes the Gemara and continues. Gemara has a question. Mishedo eniyah elu somebody that did not establish the arut tafshidin, hu ne'esad, he becomes forbidden to cook. The ho ne'esad, and as well as his flour is going to be asur, which means not only he cannot use it, but maybe others would not be allowed to bake with that flour as well, so long as it's still owned by that person, which means one side of the question is, if a person didn't establish an of tafshidin, do we say that it's not only forbidden for him to bake, but his flour becomes forbidden for anybody to use? Maybe No, he's forbidden to use it, to bake. But his flour is not forbidden. Does he have to give over as a gift his kemach to others? If you say he's forbidden and his kemah becomes asur, sarikh So then he'd have to give his kemah to others, and only then can the others who made an erupt of use that flour to bake for him. But if you say no, that he's forbidden, but his flour does not become forbidden, lob sarikh he would not have to give his kemah to others. So that would be the Safik. Gemara says, by what's the deen regarding the Kemah Tashema. So Gemara tries to bring some proofs. It says, whoever didn't establish, the lawyer bash he should not take, he should not cook. The lawyatmeen, he should not make. No, not for himself. Ve'lo la'achirim. Nor can he cook, bake, or insulate for others. Ve'lo achirim. Ophin with a shilim. No. Nor can others bake or cook for him. Kesad loseh. So what is a the to do? Matne kimchol achirim. So he has to give over his kemar to somebody else. Ve'ophin lo, me lo. And only then, if he gives over his kema to them, then they can bake with that flour for him. Shma'mina, hun esad, the kimhon Proof positive that he's as sued as well as the flour. That's why he has to give it over to somebody else. And subsequently, they'd be allowed to bake for him. The Gemara moves on to a. Another question. Avar Let's say a person didn't establish his alub tavshilin, but he went and he baked anyway. He begged the Isur. Do we allow him to eat the food or not? So we bring a proof. A person did not establish alub tavshilin. What is he to do? let him give his kemah over to others, and the others will bake thin, and cook thin. And if you're telling me that if a person who went and baked, if he didn't make his iruf mutar, let the writer just say that such a guy, if he ends up baking, it'll be mutar. Why does it have to say that he has to give his kemah? to someone else. So you see a proof from over here that if a person went and baked, it's going to be Asur. That's why the Gemara only gave the option to give the Kemal to somebody else. matna. Tana katani. So what do you mean? The Tana is trying to give you a takana of heter, what's permissible to do. Takanta sura It's not giving you something that's Asur. The, the the Raita is not going to give you a solution to do something that's Asur, to go cook on purpose, now that you didn't make an aruf. Therefore, the bride had no choice but to give the advice to go give the kemah to somebody else. Therefore, no you have no proof. Some of the to bake, cook, and of the staffs are roofed. Some of to eat. the staffs are roofed. the but let's say he ate the aruv before he baked. Oh, actually, we'll go to the So if he ate his aruv before he started any of these processes, it's forbidden. No, no. He cannot cook for himself. No. Nor can others cook for him. He can cook for that day. If all for that day itself, you don't need He can cook for that day. If there's leftovers, so he can use the leftovers for Shabbat. So long as he doesn't trick. Which means he's not allowed to cook extra on purpose for the Shabbat. He can cook for Yom Tov, whatever he has left over, he can eat for Shabbat. Asur. <clears throat> but what? If it's ma'arim, it's going to be asur. Which means if it's a subterfuge, which means you went and you cooked extra on top, knowing that you use the extra for Shabbat, so you cannot use that food on Shabbat. But I want to assume that if using a subterfuge is asur, you wouldn't be allowed to go to the Katahila and cook on purpose. Certainly it would be asur the food. Which means our question was, if a person went and cooked without the eruv, is the food okay or not? So we're saying, well, if harama, you're telling me the food is not good. So certainly, if you went and did it on purpose and cooked the food, certainly it should be a asud. Hamaravashin, no harama, karam kamat. You bring me a proof from harama. banat The rabbis were more machmir by harama than they were by a mizid. Why? Because the uh, rabbis, when it came to harama, they were very stringent because. Uh, people that do things bemizid on purpose, guys are not shot, to go against the words of the hakamim. Nobody's going to learn from him uh, uh, those actions to follow him. And even himself, he knows that he's wrong. Therefore, we can say maybe it's permissible, meaning if he did it. However, when it comes to Hadama where he's cooking extra, people are going to learn from him. They're not going to know. And therefore, they're going to think it's permissible and therefore, he himself is not going to know that he has to make the Shubat, because he's going to think it's okay. And others also going to learn from it. Therefore, the whole Heruv is going to be forgotten. Therefore, the rabbis forbade. So let's review again. The that says, you have no proof of Haram. haramah because we don't want Haram to be permissible on Yom Tov, because you're going to allow it, that people are going to forget the whole of Heruv, the guy and others as well. Because people are going to think that this there's a legal way out here, we'll just cook a little extra, and therefore no problem. no. Rabbi Azul Mahmid, you do that, food is a sur. Why? Because now people are going to forget the laws of the Eruv. They're going to learn from him to do the same thing. However, a posheya, a guy that goes to he knows that there's a law of Eruv. He just doesn't care. He's not going to forget the law of Eruv. What the hell make the Shuban. The others also are certainly not going to learn from him, because they know he's a posheya. So therefore you have no proof as well. Now, it should be pointed out that the shi over here has a very strong question. In the Bura Matkil, Vime he quotes a Gemara that we learned about in the name of Rabada Hada. It says over there, Malach Garma Garma. We said that what he used to do was, he used to salt a piece of meat, and then after he salted the meat, he said, you know what, I want to eat from another one. And he would salt another piece of meat as well. Now, Chaura, that's on Anyam Tov. He was salting many pieces of meat. How come that's permissible? So that she says, first of all, in ibud Really, there's no ibud when it comes to Ochli. So there's really no Isur over here. There's no tanning when it comes to food. Therefore, the pouring on the salt is really no Are You're going to tell me, maybe it's an extra burden of it. It's extra Tirha, toil. No. We'd rather allow him to do that. Which means we're concerned over here. You don't let the guy salt all his meat. He might not slaughter the animal in the first place. He's not going to have some hachim tov. So the rabbis will be over there to salt all the pieces of meat. However, in this case over here, Ha'adama is going to be forbidden. Khamzi Gemaran says, "Rab Nachman Bar Yitzchak Hamar. Yitzchak, says, Hamani, who's the author of this b'lieta that we just quoted that said Haram Hamani Hananyah, following the Tanakh of Hananiyab bet following the opinion of bet Now, we're going to find now that Hananyah was very Mahmir according to the laws of Erubin, according to the opinion of bet Very Mahmir. And there was that b'lai that you just quoted me that said that the ha'arama is asud, yeah, don't bring a proof from there, that's following Bet Shammai, because he's very mahmir in the case of eruve tavshilin. And therefore, if the president didn't make an eruv, he's also ir how do we know that bright that is following the mahmir opinion of Bet Shammai? Tanya, ya'omer, you cannot make, you cannot bake from Yom Tov the Shabbat unless you have a baked food prepared from before. Meaning, you have to have bread. you cannot cook from Yom Tov the Shabbat. Unless you have a cooked food prepared from before. no, you cannot insulate. Unless you have hamin that already began to insulate before. yom tov you can just make one cooked food as you iruf tafshiren you can do all you need. So you see over chamah is the one that's machmir by iruftah shireen. And therefore we'll say that just like he's machmir on what you need for. Uh, the iruftab shirin, you need a for baking, you need a cooked food if you want for, I mean, for baking you need a baked food, for cooking you need a cooked food. So that will say in the same regard, he is mahbir. not to make a haramah. And therefore, you cannot bring this b'laitah as a raaya to what the harakah would be if a person did not make an of Shirin, and he went and cooked. What the deen would be, that b'laitah is no source, because it's following the chamai. And we continue. perotah b'shabat yochal yochal We know that taking ma'asir from once perot on Yom Tov or Shabbat is Asur. Because it's considered Metaken. So now the Gemara says, Maasir Prithab Shabbat, the person that took Maasir from his Prithab Shabbat, if he did it by mistake, which means he didn't know the halakha that it is Asur, or oh, he forgot that it was Shabbat, so it says, Yochal. It's okay. The rabbis didn't penalize him. He can eat the fruit. that if he did it, Vimizid, lo Yochal. Since he went against the so, therefore, uh, it's going to be a Now, even though it's going to take me away from Onik Shabbat, it doesn't matter. You went against the rabbis' Takana, you're not allowed to eat the fruit. So, we'll say the same thing over here. You went against the law of the rabbis not to make a ruftav and the rabbis told you you can't cook, and you cook, so they're going to penalize them and tell them that it's a to eat this food. So, we have an ayah. The only reason why they said it's forbidden to eat that fruit that he took the mouth is because there's other fruits to eat. So his Shabbat not going to be ruined. However, I could argue in the case of Yom Tov, if you're not, if, if you're not going to, to eat this food, he doesn't have anything else to eat. So that could be permissible. So therefore you have no the ayah uh, Tashemah, bring another proof. It is forbidden for a person to dip his Kelim in the mikveh on Shabbat. That's again considered a tikkun. But the deen is a person, let's say, was Matbil Kelab Shabbat. He dipped it in the Mekvet or if he did it by mistake, which means either he didn't know it was suit or he didn't know it was Shabbat, you can use the kidding. But if he did it on purpose, so again, you see that when the rabbis instituted a decree, and a person went against it, so they penalized him, even at the expense of Shabbat. So the same thing over here, the rabbis told him he can't cook, and he cooks, so they should penalize him. The only reason why they penalized him on Shabbat is because he has other vessels. So the Kavot Shabbat will remain intact. Well in this case, on Yom Tov, if you don't allow him, he might not have, and have any other food. Or for that but He can borrow other vessels. So his Kavot Shabbat will remain intact. But over here, he can't borrow other food. Tashema, let's bring another proof. somebody that cooks on Shabbat, Yochad, if it's Vishogeg, he's allowed to eat the food. B'Mezid, lo Yochad. But B'Mezid, lo Yochad. So you see what? Well, see clearly over here. A person did something b'mezid on Shabbat. The forbade him. So forbade. He did something b'mezid on Yom Tov. You cook b'mezid on Yom Tov. It should be isur. Kabbalah says no proof. the Shabbat Shami, which means the melachat Bishur of Shabbat, is much more stringent because obviously it's isur sekilah Therefore, the rabbis made a knas for a mezid. However, if a person was abada afabiyum told, it's only yisud rabanan, and therefore could be they were not. Because the Gemara really does not uh, give a conclusive resolution to this question. Hamz Gemaran continues. Omrim Now, Bet said in the Mishnah for an eruv tavshim to be for an eruv tavshim to be legitimate you need two cooked foods. And Betelel said, no, one cooked food is enough. (laughs) Our Mishnah is not following the following Tana. Betania, we have a right. Everybody agrees. Betelelel, that you do need two Tavshilin. That's not the Mishnah. So right away we see that this Tana is not going like our Mishnah. What's the Mishnah? When you have a fish, with, let's say, an egg smeared over it. bet Shammai says, you need two Tavshilin, which means, this will only be considered one, and therefore, you need another Tavshil to get the two. Ehad. And Bet will say, no, this one Tavshil alone will be okay hold that this one Tafshil of the fish and the egg is considered two Tafshilin. So it's truth this language here, so I'll read it again. The mahlokir is by the fish that has the egg over it. So the way that she says that, that you need two Tafshilin and this is considered that this mixture of the fish egg is considered one Tafshil. Betela says this item of the fish and egg is enough to be considered your tavshir, like this, one tavshir is enough because it's considered two tavshirim. Beshavim, but betshamai and betilel agree. She'im perpef betzav and atan the person mashed a boiled egg and placed it inside the fish, all Shri be sick we minced leek and placed it inside the fish that these are considered that these continues Amarava Elketa ketana didan la bivada betele Halacha follows our Mishnah according to Bet but that you would only need one Tavshil for your Ayruv Tavshilin. And the Tosafot does point out that according to the Benutam, that if one would want to bake, one would need a baked good as well. So one tabshil will allow you for cooking. However, for baking, you need a baked good. That's why we have the Menachag to take a baked piece of bread as well as a cooked egg in order to fulfill the opinion of the Benutam, and he brings proof why that is necessary. Kamzi, Yamaran continues, The person, let's say the eruv was eaten, or or was lost. So one cannot rely on it to cook. He started making the dough. That she says, He started making the dough and to bake it. And in the middle of the process, the Eruv got eaten. So then already he may finish his baking. Okay, so that is the subject. Now, since you started the baking process of making the dough, so it is permissible to continue even though the Eru no longer. Baruch le'olam. Amen